Welcome to To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Petko Stoyanov and Rachel Lyon to explore the latest in global cybersecurity news, trending topics, and industry transformation initiatives impacting governments, enterprises, and our way of life. Now, let's get to the point. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of To The Point Podcast. I'm Rachel Lyon, here with my co-host, Petko Stoyanov. Petko. Rachel. We're back. Part three. Part Have three. we had a lot of part threes? This is our first. This is our first, you know? Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, this is, this would not be our last though. No, hopefully not. I mean, when you have an amazing guest like Katie Arrington, yep. right? I mean, it's, I love for these conversations to go as long as we can. So this is the last and final part yep. of Katie and all the honesty and brutality and just giving us a real feedback on what's going on in the industry. Yes. You know? This is what we live for. It so. is. It really is. So without further ado, let's get to the point. Let's get to the point. You know what the new way the adversary is getting at our stuff, which is kind of funny. I, I actually, they're twisted, but I appreciate their twistedness. So there's been this rash when people of interest, right? So those PhDs, those research analysis, those people working on programs that they put them on LinkedIn because they're so proud of their job and what they do. Right. And they tweet and they use TikTok. So the adversary knows exactly where they are, you know, like, oh, because we want to tell everybody where we're going. Like, oh, I'm going on a business trip this week. Blah, blah, blah. They yeah. go yeah, and they look for your rental car because every one of us now wants our Bluetooth enabled yeah. on our rental car. So then people don't ever delete it. When you turn your rental car in, how many times have you turned a car on? It's like Abe's phone, Steve's phones, Mary Ann's phone. It's like, damn. Yes, yes. The adversary, they love that. And then at DEF CON like three years ago, they, they introduced the company that had the iPhone charger and the the, the basically the phone chargers that were Wi-Fi enabled that the moment that you plugged them into your phone, it literally sent all of your data to an unknown IP address. So our adversaries have left ah. these. So remember when the DOD went through this whole great big thing and you weren't allowed to use a, a USB you know, drive, like you couldn't plug one in? Right. But yeah. they think nothing of letting your phone charger in. That's crazy. Like... But this is electronic warfare. This is zero trust, right? Once an adversary figures out, a, a, they're going to they're gonna extort it, and then wow. we'll close it, right? Yeah, of course. But the way we close it is we'll write a policy. We'll argue about the policy for a good two years. We'll write a policy. We'll argue about it. Pray we don't have an administration change because then the argument starts all over again. And then we'll implement it, and then somebody will say it's too hard, and they'll ask for an exemption, and they'll get it, and the whole problem just all over again. It's like we can't stop being stupid because we're – do you know we have something? I I kid you not. The Paperwork Reduction Act. So Uh. anything that you do, right, if it's – this is where the government gets crazy, right? If it has to do with – any more than three or more people, you have to officially ask for an exemption to the Paperwork Reduction Act to reduce paperwork. <laughs> so, 
it's, we can't get out of our own way. Oh. And the, the challenge, you know, as a, a, a legislator, and I will say I will never be, I never have been, never will be a politician. I've always been a servant leader. Um, until people are willing to open up and just say, yeah, it's broke, like scrap it. Right. We're right. not doing this anymore. Right. We, we can't keep trying to put a, you know, a, a Bluetooth enabled MP3 player into a 1920, you know, Dodge just in going to work and going to happen. It's like canes, right? right? We can't put all, all new Petco just like, <laughs> just, you guys can't see him on the podcast, but he just like shook his head. It's like canes. Like we cannot retrofit this anymore. Right. We, we, we just can't do anymore with this. We have to say the new ships, we just got to start from scratch. Because we just can't keep doing this stuff. There's a life cycle. And sometimes, you know. But so at the end, right, unless we all acknowledge that there's a problem at the same time and are willing to say, okay, all of our resources need to go to this because this is our biggest problem. It isn't going to get, you know, it's and unless we have fearless and what I would say, and this is not a dig on people, individuals, it's the state of the human condition. Right. People are afraid to say the truth because a culture has turned into such a, you know, we have turned into such a vile, you know, canceling each other out on everything, right? You you have to have somebody that has no, I pardon my French, but I have nothing to lose by telling the truth. They have done everything to ruin my life and I'm still here. You can't cancel me. Try. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've been hit by cars. I've been hit by the bureaucrats. I've been hit by the political machines and I ain't giving it up. Right. Yeah. We have to keep fighting and you guys have to dig in and be fearless about it. Right. And don't do it for yourself, right? I, right? This is totally. Do you have kids, Rachel? No, no, I don't. You have a dog. I have two dogs. Yes, two dogs. And peacocks. And peacocks. Yeah, I love peacocks. Uh, I have okay. kids. The only thing worth our so the only natural asset our country has that one indisputable natural asset that we cannot live without is our youth. Our children. Yep. Yep. And everything else we can rebuild, we can remake, we can figure it out. Kids, we can't. And if our kids don't have an opportunity to exist in the same, they're never going to have the streetlights coming on anymore. I mean, I'm a, I'm a 70s kid, right? I'm the last, I was the last generation that learned critical thinking. I'm the last generation that, that critical thinking. I mean, that's, we were the last generation that got that. So if we don't do the right things with cyber now and get teach and ingrain this, this group about how critical cybersecurity is, they will be slaves. And I use that word slaves to the technology. Yep. Because AI, Elon Musk, you're saying all the right things right now, brother, about AI. Um, if anybody remembers the movie, and I go back to Hollywood, Will Smith with iRobot. Remember the robots oh, yeah. made the decision 
that we were not yeah. good and we're letting, well, yeah, it's, we can do better folks. I, I agree. And I, I mean, I don't know if you saw that story too, it is in the last week about, um, you know, they, the, the wife who basically says the husband was uh, talking exclusively with the, the chat, the AI robot. And, uh, I guess it convinced him that, um, you know, in order to save the the climate, right, that he would be better off giving himself to the earth or something like that. And so the fellow committed suicide. Um, now, I only caught like this one little article. I haven't really dug into it, but I, I just thought it was an interesting kind of as we have this conversation, right, um, what that path forward looks like. So it was it's very frightening. I, I use Chachit. I use that tool often and I've never had it convince me of things like that. It's informative, but it's not emotional. I, I don't know how it got to that point or what the name of it was. I'll have to send it well, to you, but it was, uh, it caused me pause. Uh, well, that's the, because the, you, the level of the discussion. Yeah. Well, do you all remember Space Odyssey, um, 2001 oh, Space yeah. Odyssey? Remember Hal, yes, yeah. the computer? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. What did Hal say yeah. at the end? Bye-bye. <laughs> you are <laughs> the human race will never, you know, not not be there. So we're just going to take it out. People forget that stuff. Like that's why I keep going. Hollywood yeah. keeps telling us this stuff. Like it's how do they know? But right, yeah. Like you remember War Games, ah, right? Yes. Matthew Broderick. Remember yes. War? I mean, there's been so many yes. movies where this whole story has been laid out, and the outcome is the same every single time. People, exactly. if you don't take control of the technology and do the risk reduction strategies, it will take you over. And yep. you get in the car, you put your seatbelt on, you get in front of a computer, you better have MFA. You better make sure right. it's you logging in and you're looking at the information you, you only you want to see. And it's not about exactly. trust or, you know, your spouse and whatnot. No, like, listen, I'm married to a wonderful man. I don't want to know his passwords to his phones. Yeah. Now in our house, I will tell you in a safe, there is a bag in a safe. This is how bad we, I, he's married to the, to the former CISO in, I call it <laughs> the bag. If you change your pat, like, and we are, we, we are very good about changing our passwords, yeah. but it's all in a safe when we do it. Wow. And we don't tell each other. Yeah. I don't want to know. Right. In the event of my death, I'll go to the safe. He can go to the safe or I can go to the safe because we both there are things. And I trust my husband implicitly. Right. But I don't give him that because it's it was for me, for my eyes only for me. That's all. And you have to look at that, that your company, the way you operate, why you should MFA is so critically important is because. Can you trust that your employee, when they go home, that who they're married to is going to have the same care and concern or who their partner is or who they live with or their children, that there's not some adversarial influence? Because I will tell you, there is. And they target people who are vulnerable and they, you know, espionage goes on every day, but it's more of the stuff that you're just not thinking about. You know, did you leave that, that top secret diagram on a printer. Right. Oops. <laughs> happens. Sadly happens a lot. But we, I mean, we, 
the things are there. And so I don't want this, this podcast to be a boom, a boom, right? <laughs> At the end of the day, guys, the human, we have always had the, the, you know, one thing that we have been given is freedom to make decisions, right? Yeah. We can make the decisions. So we have all the tools that we need, you know, time and or yeah. money will solve all problems. So collectively, your company should be talking at the C-suite level about their their stance on cybersecurity. It should be a cultural. You know, when you okay. go out for a CMMC, this is one of the, the ones that uh, when, when I did my first DIBCAC and they said, we need the marketing for the company in the meeting as well. And people were like, why? And they're like, well, when you put stuff on the website and your social media, that's an exposure. Like right. people don't realize that. Like when you say we've won this contract, you've gone and made this press release. The adversary knows you've won that contract. They're very interested in it. Yep. And they also know where you're located and what you do and who your employees are. And oh, by the way, two of your employees are on Facebook complaining about where they work at. Right. So they're going to target those guys. It's right. it's all there. And it's yep. not hard it's just a new way of thinking about doing business and we can do this. This is not hard. We're better than this. Yeah. Agreed. We are better than this. 100%. So I am, I am all on with, we can do this. This is not hard. We just have Absolutely. to dig our feet in. And, and I'm going to say to everybody listening, don't wait for the government to tell you to get it done. Because when the government makes the rule and the rule will go through, it will be longer than anticipated. There'll be a long line of people waiting to get in. Do it now. Even if you don't get a certificate that says you're CMMC, call the cyber AB, yeah. get somebody out to your company, do your risk assessments, find your gaps, work on filling them now. Do not wait because the adversary is in yeah. when I started in the Pentagon and the last thing I'll say the day I started in the Pentagon it was 2030 2030 was written on every room I walked around in the Pentagon because that's when we were going to go to war with Taiwan that was the estimate it is now 2024 they are no longer discussing 2030 they are no longer discussing yeah. 2025 it is 24 why it's a US election year yeah. right and we will be paying attention to that. And the adversary has done a lot while we've been busy talking about other things that are that are unimportant. So if you care about and to companies, I I own my own and my company, LD, is Little Dynamite Innovations. That's the name of my company, <laughs> Little it. Dynamite, right? And I have no problem blowing it. stuff up. If it's going to, you know, in the rebuilding, after a volcano erupts, the destruction is massive, but the amount of nutrient-rich soil for new forests to grow upon is there. We've got to blow it up, folks. We gotta, we've got to yeah, just say yeah. the only way to succeed in getting this is everybody's got to focus in and understand that we're all connected one way or another through the network. And are you willing to take the risk of somebody in business who isn't taking it seriously because that means they're not taking your right. business seriously and do it now yeah. and don't wait. Yeah. And it does matter. And it's going to make you more desirable as you know, one of the, 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 I talked about the consortia right. that we're creating 
Um, what we're doing now is the primes are illuminating their supply chains and they're getting COTS, um, commercial off-the-shelf software, um, that are giving risk scores. And they're basing those risk scores and their compilation of all these things I've talked about, you know, Twitter and Facebook and all this. And they're deciding whether they want to do business with you or not. And one of those big ones is cyber. And they're right. looking to say, you know, and they're, and they're basing it right now off of, you know, like security scorecard, et cetera. I wanted it to be off the CMMC, but don't think that that isn't a criteria and that that's going to be part of winning work, right? You're right. going to, yeah. you got to get on it, folks. Get on it. And there are resources, right? You can go, uh, Katie, how, how, how much is how much is that them? How much is that being, them being proactive versus them trying to buy cyber insurance? Because to buy cyber insurance at the at the large business level, you're, the insurance companies are requiring you to run that on all your supply chain. Actually. So, and I'm involved in a lot of that. So, <laughs> right now, that's going on. Um, the cyber insurance, by the by, will not underwrite a nation state attack. Right. So mm-hmm. first, I saw that. first and foremost, you have to understand when Lloyd's of London did that, that was a game changer, right? They're not going to, they're not going to insure it. Mm-hmm. So if it turns out that like the solar winds attack was by a nation state, nobody was insured. So the cyber insurance, it, you know, the CMMC was supposed to help with the, uh, getting the, the, um, the actuary tables, right? Like if you were CMMC, you should get a lower rate, you know, get a, a lower rate, just like car insurance, right? Um, but because the DOD has dragged their feet so long, and I, I and I, I say this, they, they dragged their feet. They should never have taken the pause. They should never have let bureaucrats in the building inter, interfere with the model that industry and academia created. People forget that that was industry, academia, and the government worked together to create a maturity model because they all believed it was the best thing to do. Then you had literally Jesse Salazar, all his fault, stopped. I got put on administrative leave after I started arguing with the Tiger team, was a bunch of people in the building who had never worked in industry, had never done anything in an environment we're talking about what they felt was the most compelling. It, it doesn't, if you don't have the people that are actually doing it in the room, in the conversation, it's right. so the, the biggest failure the DOD ever had was they took a perfectly decent model that had a lot of work to be done on it. But man, it was a collaborative effort over a year and a half of industry and academia and, and government volunteering to create it. And this is what they all agreed on. And then Four people in DOD, four people, none of whom were SES. No, one was an SES. The others were highly qualified experts that they brought in who had never worked in industry, made the decision. And then what really kills me, what really gets to me, and if you people on the podcast listen, the deputy assistant, the deputy um, sec def right now, Dr. Hicks, wrote the gray zone. And she let them put a pause on the CMMC. How do you write the gray zone and not, I mean, the gray zone is probably one of the most truly real discussion papers on how China is going to go about taking this country. And so 
don't wait for government folks. The end of this conversation is don't wait for the government to do it because it's the thing that you need to do to secure your business. You need to secure your employees. You need to secure and make yourself a better business partner or you won't be around in five years. I I, plain and simple five years from now, you won't be around. Right. It's like, and it's the same analogy I'll give like the small mom and pop fast food places can't, can't compete with the McDonald's of the world. Why? Because McDonald's isn't paying $15 um, an hour for people to take orders anymore. They're using a computer screen that you walk in and you tell your order to. And they just will, the technology has changed. Either those small businesses will get a system in theirs, right? And the industry will create it. They can get their own. Everybody started using the QR codes to look at the map and order online. They'll either acquiesce to the new way of doing business or they won't be in business. Same thing with this. You're either going to acquiesce and you're going to get certified or you ain't going to be there. Plain and simple. Yep. We're no different. So how was that, kids? I think that was amazing. I I love There's goodness in it, right? There's goodness in everything. but, But I will say, right, the NIST 171 will change because I said earlier, electronic warfare will change. And as we continue, and this is why I didn't ever want it to be a rule. I never wanted this. When they first did the rule, I always thought, "Eh," because it takes so much to change a rule. I only wanted it to be in sections L and M in contracts, right? I wanted to clearly describe the technical requirement that I needed, this maturity level and the rationale why this is a program that and then in M, I would yeah. how I would rate it, right? You're either this level or this level. As yeah. we've watched, you know, 171 Bravo turn into 172, right? And that was levels four and five of the old CMMC model. And now we have the new, you know, we have the cybersecurity framework, and now we have software bill of material. Just remember, kids, it's going to be changing. Like, don't ever feel completely that you're at a good spot in cyber because you will never be at a good spot in cyber. There's always going to be something (laughs) that you need to do because that's electronic warfare. As one thing changes, you create it and you develop, you know, a piece of software or you bring a new piece of software into your environment. It's going to break something else. Right. But if you don't have that mindset, that cultural mindset around this, you'll never it be in the game. So you have to understand that even though you get your CMMC certification or your NIST 171 today, you're not tomorrow. It is, it's a constant state of evolution. That's just the way the world is now. Exactly. So don't wait. Right. And the further that you wait, the further behind you are and you can't make up that your business just will not do it. And you've got to stay up just like everything else. You've got to stay at the latest and the greatest. And as cyber is the thing that's going to, the easiest way that, you know, I've, I've talked at nauseum to folks that the next war that's well, the, the war that started and people don't want to admit we're at war, we're at war. We've been at war was in a non-kinetic fashion, colonial pipeline. Yeah. The FAA NOTAM system, the rail cars, we're at war. They just don't want to say it because they don't want to freak us out. What are they going after next? Right. And I right. pray my doomsday, one of the, the pacemaker, right? But we've got to, we've just got to change our mentality to just, it's got to have your, your ethos needs to be, I'm doing the best to reduce the risk. And I'll, I'll end this podcast on this note. 
America became the greatest country this planet has ever seen because we understood the failures of other governments prior to us, right? So we wrote the Constitution, which was a risk reduction strategy to keep government out of our lives. And we opened up the art of the possible, what we're capable of doing, right? There was no constraint. And in that, the risk reductions and knowing the failures of others and the opportunity being limitless, right? In that delta is how America became the greatest country on this planet. And unless we continue with that same mindset, we won't be. So let's stay that, right? This, the Constitution's risk reduction strategies keep the government out of your life so you, can, so you can live to your best potential you. And the sky's the limit on innovation. Go for, the, go for it. And unless we do that, folks, that's right. why everybody wants us, guys. That's, that's why they use lawfare against us. This is the, the, the adversary. Our Constitution and our laws are the, the adversary's greatest weapon. So they're using it against us. Let's turn the table on them, right? Yep. So one team, one fight. Yeah. If you're in the dib, the team that you're fighting for is that service man or woman that has volunteered their life, signed papers, said, I will go, I will lay down my life to defend democracy. If they're willing to, to sign their life up, don't you think the least that you can do is to make sure that your system is as secure as possible so that when they go to pull the trigger or they go to execute the mission, it actually works? Because that's what your job is. Ultimately, you may not think it. You may think on the grant, you know, the big, you know, I just work here at this company. But ultimately, you're a part of a weapon system that is built to defend democracy and to protect that man or woman sitting behind that, that gun, that computer screen, et cetera. And it doesn't work for them. They're the, they're the thing that's holding the, you know, I I hate to use the Jack Nicholson, right? You don't want to know what I have to do to keep you safe. So do it right, kids. Just do it right. And with that, I'll stop talking. This has been great. I love this conversation, Katie, because it's we have to have more of these conversations because people just aren't thinking about it. And, you know, for whatever reason, or they just don't want to think about it. And the more we have these conversations and get it out there and amplify it. Right. I I think it does get more people kind of coming around to the to the reckoning of, you know, the the reckoning. It it takes every one of us to do it. That I say it's it's that reckoning of, of the this where we are and understanding it and the the fact that people get on podcasts and, and they or they get on, you know, they, they do an interview and they want to talk about, you know, oh, I've come up with this. No, there's no easy solution to this. This is very hard and very complicated because we've ignored it for 40 plus years. But there's you know, it was I'm sure it was very difficult and complicated to build the pyramids. I'm very sure it was very complicated and took right. a lot of effort to, uh, you know, get the first man on the moon. And yes, I really do believe a man was on the moon. Um, but we can do this. This this is not out of our, like I said, time and or money will solve any problem. We just need to put the right money and the right resources. You know, ask Katie. I've got an opinion about everything. I'm I'm an opinionated lady. That and. 
we all have them, right? It's, we have to listen to each other and figure out ways. I mean, there have been some really insightful thoughts about, you know, why we should go back to the NIST 53, right? But I can't go back in time and undo history. It's a, it's a rule. It's the rule debate. Like, and the reason why Obama said non-federal systems is because federal systems and non-federal systems are a little bit different. There was a reason for it. Let's stop talking about that nonsense. Let's just get get through and get done what we need to get done. Right. And if anybody needs help, right? If you got hit with ransomware or your your company has you know as an IT person or a cyber person, you're seeing something on a network, tell you know, see something, say something. Yes. Because if you're getting hit, say something. You know, yes. Your supply chain's getting hit, right? And incentivizing people for incident, I get it, but that's being reactive, not proactive. How about being proactive of, hey, listen, I haven't had anything bad happen, but I'm, and what I really hope the CMMC would be able to do is we'd be able to use the the auditors as a way to communicate en masse to all of the businesses within the DIB, right? Because it's really hard to get information out. People think it's it's easy, you know, but it's really not. When you have people in manufacturing who are working every single day, they're not paying attention to LinkedIn and they're not paying attention to, you know, when they go to a, a conference, they're going to run their booth. They're not they're to develop new business. They're not looking for the new regulation requirement or what patch needs to be done today. That's why I thought the CMMC auditors would be the greatest fiduciary responsibility, like you've given them a certification, it's you're, you're, you're responsible to make sure they get the information, right? That was the whole point of it. Um, I hope that we figure that out, right? And that we understand that risk is not a bad four letter word. When there's risk, we should share it. We should make risk. You know, if you're seeing something loud and proud, cry wolf all day long, I'd rather you cry wolf than say nothing at all. Exactly. Yeah. If you ever want to have me well, back, just let me know. I'll come back anytime. Absolutely. I, love Absolutely. I would love it. I love it. Because it's just scratching, scratching the surface, Katie. I mean, it's there's just really so much to dig into. And, and uh, not enough folks, I think, are, are really talking about a lot of these. Well, a lot of it. <laughs> All well, of that, it. <laughs> I mean, so much of it from, from, you know, TikTok to why you're, you know, you should make sure that your employees understand that when they, they rent a car and they use their phone, you know, make sure you delete your, <laughs> your, your Bluetooth profile out of that car and, you know, don't leave your laptop open. And, you know, I, I will tell you the worst offense I ever saw, um, in the company, um, they actually taped the password to the laptop, um, on, on the business card that was taped to the laptop. And I found it in, in the airport and I called the CEO of the company. And, I said, um, and this is not a small company. I will let you know they are a fortune 100 company. And I happen to know the CEO and I called the CEO and I said, Hey, I have this laptop. I have the password. Is this policy? And at the time it was their company policy to keep wow. your password. So if you, anybody need it, I'm like, you gotta know that's bad, right? Yikes. It changed their policy. Yikes. But I mean, I've seen everything where, you know, you realize, and you think about that. How many people have, you know, you know, you left your cell phone behind. Now we can track them. That, that's nice. We can see where the adversary is taking them. <laughs> you can knock on the door once they get the information they want out of it. Right. All exactly. right. 
I thank you all so much. I hope thank you have you, Katie. a wonderful day. Um, and thank you for the opportunity. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Love all it. right, to all of our listeners out there, thank be you. safe. Thanks for joining us for the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. 